0: Welcome to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. Hi everyone, if you're new to this podcast, my name is Abby and this podcast is all about how to stand out in a society that wants you to fit in And since I live in Japan currently, I also talk about cultural differences between Japan and the rest of the world, especially the Western cultures. So I have a quick announcement I wanted to make, and this is about my podcast being available on Google podcast platform. So before it was just Apple podcast, Spotify, and my favorite Amazon music. If you have Amazon music, you should check out the platform. Actually, it's really worth it. I also have it on iHeartRadio. But I do not have the Google Podcast platform. So now this podcast is available on Google Podcasts. So if you prefer that platform better, please check out my podcast over there. So for today's topic, it's about how I network with people in Japan internally and externally as a foreigner. So... Why this topic is pretty important, especially as a foreigner, is because when you're in a business setting or even when you're at school, networking with people, whether if it's your colleague or your managers, your professors, and anybody, it's very important and it can get a little bit daunting, especially as a foreigner in Japan, because of language, culture, but I wanted to actually come out here and share my experiences how being a foreigner in japan has quite an advantage especially when it comes to networking so today i wanted to kind of talk about four different ways that helped me network with people whether if it's internally within your company or school or within friends or even externally people that you're are connecting with someone that's not usually where you interact with people every day. So first thing is that when you're first introducing yourself to somebody for the first time, always talk about where you're from. And I talked about this in my previous podcast with the job hunting. You should check that out too if you haven't heard it. So as a foreigner, people are always wondering where you're from and what kind of background you are because you look different from Japanese people. So When you're introducing yourself, whether if it's just meeting someone for the first time or in a big setting where you're being introduced as like a new hire or new student, always say which country you're from, which city you're from after your name. Because you're not Japanese, that people tend to remember where you're from more. So when you're at like another social setting or when you're in a meeting with this person later down the line, they will always remember where you're you're from it could be a really good icebreaker for me. Usually, I would start off with my name is Abby. I am I'm Indian, but I was born in Japan. And I lived in California. It could get a little bit long because it is a little bit complicated for me, but people can wait 30 seconds of their life listening to where you're from, so it's a good way to make an impression of where you're from just by introducing yourself. With a little bit of additional section where you're from. And I do get a little bit shy because it is a little bit long for me. But I learned that it's very important to state that. Second thing is definitely connect with managers, professors, and members. And always you should be the first person to approach them. And this is very daunting. So it doesn't have to start with you know people in your business setting or in a school setting you could even start with everyday life for example when you're at a gym or when you're at your hairdresser using that skill when you're making a small talk with them can help you in like a business or a school setting so in obviously when you're at a business or a school there're not a lot of managers and professors that you encounter every day So when you meet them or when you're in a room with them, it's always important to actually start a conversation. It needs to be a natural setting. Don't go out of your way to say, hi, my name is Abby. That will be super awkward and uncomfortable for the other side, but when you have like when your eyes meet or when you're like next to somebody you can just like have a conversation with them and even when you're like starting at a company or you're at a school you're kind of like getting to know which who is where and which department you will know that this person is what manager at this department so you will have an idea just by like people talking about it or you can even research within the company so Always remember who is where, especially when it comes to upper management, because you never know when you're like run into them or encounter with them. So you can say hi, and one little hi that you encounter, even for just 30 seconds, can come in a long run. And last year, so I remember when I first started my new company, I m- Like There was a senior manager that happened to sit next to me because we have an open concept desk. So I was sitting at this one uh, round table and the senior manager that, that doesn't really come into the office quite often just sat next to me and... That was just like one encounter that I've had. And I noticed that this guy was a senior manager at like another department. So I started saying, hey, you know, my name is Abby. I'm in this department. I just joined this company. And it, just, it was just only like two minute talk that we did. And he just left afterwards. But it's been one year and now it's work from home. So we have not seen each other or talked to each other after that. But I happened to have a meeting with him and I just... I turn on my camera and I told him, hey, you know, I talked to you like last year and he remembered who I was and he he remembered exactly when we first had an encounterment. So that kind of conversation really does help with networking and even upper managers, professors will actually know who you are. So it's extremely important to just like go out of the way to say hi. Third thing is... Um, have a small chat with every member that you encounter. Not just upper management, but just anybody within your your teammates or team from another department. And I know this is something that like once you get comfortable with people, you already have like a coffee chat or just having interaction with it. But you should not feel shy just because you're a foreigner. And that's that's how I felt all the time. Because I remember when I first started working from a company, I was a little bit hesitant to get information from people because I was a foreigner and my name is foreign name. So when Japanese people, especially when they hear a foreign name, they kind of get a little bit shocked. So for me, like I know that they look like they will feel shocked. Like I can tell just by the tone of the voice, if they're on the phone or just looking at them in person. So I didn't really like having to Introduce myself to people, and even having a little bit of conversation till I get to know them really well. So I used had my senpai or managers try to introduce me to them. But one thing I learned from this is you should not be shy or feel that way that you're because you're different. So now that I'm in like a foreign company and there are a lot of foreigners, it's a little bit easier to like send an email because there are a lot of foreigners there. So you don't have to like worry about it. But that's something that you should always have like a conversation, a little bit of small conversation, because that little conversation, you get to know this person that you work with, even if it's just like something about your family, your daughters or kids or weekends, hobbies, how was your weekend, that really does help break the ice and kind of get to know the person. So you're not only thinking about yourself, but you're actually networking with other people and see what's their work style is. It, you can tell like what kind of work style this person has just by having like a little conversation about how was your weekend. For example, if this person likes to go hiking, or even go diving, you can tell that sometimes this person will take like a day off during the weekdays, like on Fridays. So they'll go diving or even golfing, something like that. So you can like, you can easily kind of read this person's personality by asking them what your weekend, what's their really hobby is. So that could really come in handy. And other way around too, that could actually help with like the other person can kind of get to know you as well. Last thing is I really recommend this. To a foreigner, but if you're a foreigner, you might already have this. And if you're Japanese listening to my podcast, you should really consider this is creating a LinkedIn profile. So LinkedIn is, if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it is like a networking social media page. That's like the easiest way to say this. And you use it to connect with your business colleagues or even your colleagues from school or even your classmates and also it is used as looking for a job as well you can also look for like a company and if they have like a position available and for me um when I, I had this ever since I was in undergrad and I was living in U.S. So when I was living in U.S. and I was about to graduate from undergrad, I used LinkedIn to try to look for a job. And for U.S., nobody ever contacted me if I was interested in a position at their company. And I was the one that will go out of my way to apply literally 50 to 100 jobs within two, three months. And I only heard from one or two companies. So, But in Japan, it's the other way around. Hiring recruiters, they literally come to you if you're a foreigner. And that's something I really wanted to emphasize that LinkedIn is a place you can actually get a job. And I have to tell you that I actually got hired from a recruiter contacting me at this current job that I'm working. So it really does work. I thought that that, it will never work in US, but in Japan, it's the other way around. It's almost like you don't want people contacting me. So recruiters from the recruiting agency, they will actually contact you. And that could be like from a company recruiting or like a recruiting company i think some companies in japan that i use it's a foreign company the rgf robert walters and world those like the top recruiting agency that will look for like a specific job for a foreigner and also in japanese if you're looking to get a position at foreign companies so it's A really important thing to create a LinkedIn profile. I know some Japanese people do have LinkedIn profile, but they don't put so much stuff on it. Maybe because Japanese people are a little bit hesitant about putting stuff online, which I totally understand. But if you're looking for a job in Japan, and I know there's a lot of websites just for foreigners that you're looking for a job. And if you're looking for like a professional 9-to-5 job or even like a freelancer job part-time, and you're a little bit worried about where people look, LinkedIn is a highly place to go. And if you're Japanese too, you should definitely update your LinkedIn profile. You don't have to put completely all your work profile. You can just put like one or two sentence of what you did and definitely put a picture. So that can really help you if you're... And then that's another networking skill too because people want to connect just for like networking and... Even the other way around too, you never know what's going to happen when you're like out of a job or you suddenly need to look for somewhere and LinkedIn really does help with that. Anyway, so hopefully these are some topics that help how to kind of network in Japan as a foreigner. And again, there are some topics that could apply for any countries and anybody. But I think as a foreigner living in Japan, this is a big tip and you should not be afraid of being a foreigner and networking because I know I was, sometimes I am, but I do have to remember that you have different set of skills. That's a huge advantage compared to a Japanese person and that could really help you in the long run. So hopefully this helped and if you like my podcast, please subscribe and Like I mentioned earlier, it's available on Google Podcasts as well. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, which I recommend, and iHeartRadio and all the majority of the podcast platform. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye!